Blog Talk Radio. This episode of Attention Talk Radio is brought to you by children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and Attention Coach Jeff Copper. Our topic tonight, ADHD, delegate, then levitate. Uh, We're going to get to the content in a moment. Before we do, we'd like to thank children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder for bringing this program to you. In celebration of that event, we're anxious to give away free digital copies of Attention Magazine. To get yours, just listen to our show. We'll be sharing a secret word a couple times. Write it down. Listen to another show um, and write down the secret word of that show and then just email me the, the two words. That's all you need to do. Email address is attention at attentiontalkradio.com. When we get it, we'll forward it to Chad. We'll get you a PDF copy of the current edition of Attention Magazine, and they'll send you a PDF copy of the next edition when it's in print. We have a little tip that we're going to share with you that Chad made, and we'll get into the show. Women diagnosed with ADHD in adulthood are more likely to have depression, be stressed, and have low self-esteem. It's recommended they talk to a professional to develop better life and stress management strategies. But here are some tips. Identify the sources of stress and make changes. Develop healthy self-care habits, such as getting adequate sleep, exercise, and good nutrition. To learn more about ADHD in women, visit chad.org. Thank you so much, Chad, for your continued support. For those that are not aware, Chad is the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. We encourage all of our listeners to either donate or become members to support Chad. Financial stability is really important for them to have the resources to have people lobbying uh, on Capitol Hill for the ADHD community and working with different regulatory agencies on wording to make sure that uh, those with ADHD get the accommodations that they need in order to thrive. Again, for more information, to donate or to uh, become a member, go to chadd.org. So, Jan, can you introduce our guest? Jeff, our guest today is Brooke Schnittman. Brooke is founder of Coaching with Brooke, an ADHD and executive function coaching company for students and adults age 8 through 80 years old. Since 2006, she has helped thousands of individuals with ADHD who are meeting with chaos, frustration, and shame by providing them the tools and accountability to focus their attention and thrive using her signature process called 3C Activation. You can learn how to manage your time and be productive by accessing her free ebook, How to Focus by Focusing Your Attention, 13 Ways to Be Productive. Also, Brooke's webisode series with Ali Idris can be found at differentbrains.org. And her website is coachingwithbrooke.com. So, Jeff, we're very happy to have Brooke with us today. Brooke, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jeff. It's a pleasure to be back. I always, uh, always enjoy working with you. You're so much fun and, and, uh, and such a knowledge leader. Our topic today right is delegating. <laughs> it's delegating. And I'm, this sounds like a basic question, but to you, what is delegation? Or what is it to delegate? To delegate is to assign responsibilities to other people. So um, in my business, I like to delegate things that don't energize me. Through my assistant. <laughs> Generally speaking, 
that's what people enjoy delegating because we like to focus on the things that energize us. So you're saying that, and I think that's logical, but, you know, I coach a lot of people who seem to think that they need to be able to do it all themselves. Do you ever run into that? Never. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Of course, and listen, I was that way too when I first started, and that's why so many people don't delegate until they're over 100% capacity. Like at 130% capacity, then they're like, oh, my God, I need to delegate. But they're so in the weeds at that point that it's so hard to take a step back and actually know what to delegate and how to delegate and find the right person. So, yeah, I think with ADHD, we want to do it all ourselves because for many reasons, and I'm sure we'll get into that, but it's not something we're generally taught as a kid. We are used to doing things ourselves. We don't want to expose ourselves to others. Asking for help is so hard, even for people without ADHD. And knowing when you need that help is even more difficult. So, everybody, so we're, we're teeing this up. We're talking about how delegation is really good. It's really, really freeing. But a lot of people with ADHD, they won't let go of those grips. So hopefully mm-hmm. we're going to do some revealing here about some of the underlying things to kind of help bring some clarity. Because, you know, Brooke, one of the things I've learned over the years is this, there's a there's a huge, huge correlation between uncertainty and avoidance. If you're not really clear on how to do yes. something, you don't typically do it. But if you are clear, there's a huge correlation from clarity and motivation. So hopefully we'll help everybody with that. So I want to kind of get into your thoughts, but I do want to share one of my fundamental insights around delegating is if you think about delegating, you can't delegate anything unless you organize it. You either have to organize your thoughts or process Mm -hmm. and give it to somebody and say, just do this, like here, here's a chimp, run this. Or you have to organize your thoughts about what you want the output of the black box to be. And and I I share this back in 1993, I got quicken and I started loading financial information. I started printing out reports, like the budget reports and stuff. And I looked at it. It was a disaster. Basically, I had to go back in and I had to <laughs> re-categorize everything. So in other words, I should have sat down and organized my thoughts around what I wanted the output of Quicken to be. That would determine the insight. And so if we know anything about ADHD, organization is a bit of a challenge. So I've I've Mm -hmm. always said one of the elephants in the room is to delegate is you have to organize either the front side or the back side. And hopefully that insight will kind of illuminate some things like, oh, my God, that's what one of the problems is. And you can start to move forward. So before we kind of go on with some of your thoughts, would you like to expand, elaborate, comment on that? Yes, absolutely. So I just want to, I'm glad you brought up QuickBooks because that is the first thing that I speak to ADHD entrepreneurs about. You delegate your book because that's the last thing that we want to do is keep up with our books. And we very often do what we love doing, but don't pay attention to the finances surrounding it because you have to be, like you said, very organized. So bookkeeping is the the first thing that I tell people (laughs) to go ahead and delegate. And that takes such a burden off of a business owner's plate because you have an expert doing that and you do the thing, again, that you enjoy. But to get yourself organized before, like you said, you have to stop your brain intentionally from continuing to move forward in the weeds and plan to plan. Be intentional about that. <laughs> so 
I, I want to get to that, but I, I had a flashback on a story that goes back to um, a way to quantify getting help. I'm coaching a CEO one time. We're talking about procrastination. He hadn't done his taxes. And I literally said to him, why the hell are you doing your taxes? He says, well, I need yeah. to do my taxes. And I said, well, let's just think so about this. What, what's your salary, your bonus? And he got restricted stock options as a part of saying, I want you to add all that stuff up so you have a number, and I want you to divide by the total number of hours. Like, let's go with you work a 60-hour week for, you know, 50 right. weeks a year. What do I want you, you to divide hour, all that, right? Yeah. His, his, so $400 an hour. And I'm, I'm looking at this guy, right. how long is it going to take you to go do this? He's like, well, I've got to go get TurboTax. I've got to load that in. And like he estimates it's going to take him four hours. So $1,600 this is going to cost you. I said, if you go to a bookkeeper, this is what they do. They just bang the numbers. By the way, he didn't have a really complicated type stuff. And like you could hire somebody at $40 an hour, like totally. be done. I said, it's, and it's, they'll you're, probably you're do better stuff than you. Absolutely. And, and, and it was kind of funny because like, he had this moment of like, oh, my God. Like, yeah, you're losing money. Like, you like what you're doing. You're a visionary. Like, are you seeing how you're losing money? And it was kind of funny just the way I quantified it. And even if you're somebody else, hey, my time's worth $40 an hour, but it will take me six hours to learn when a bookkeeper does that. And, again, I share these stories because I know you're going to talk about what you should delegate and stuff like that, but this is the type of stuff that I want to illuminate of. Like, think about it. You're, you're, you're wasting time and money by doing that. So, mm-hmm. all right. Let's talk about like you talk about things that you should delegate as somebody with ADHD. Talk sure. to us about that. Sure. And is it okay if I comment on what you just shared too? Yeah, yeah, yeah please. So totally agree with you on that. And another thing is that very often we we need to know a lot of what to delegate to. So I don't disagree that the guy should have researched how to do his books. But at the same time, I 1,000% agree with you on the fact that he should delegate it based on his hourly rate and plus it's not in his zone of genius. One of the things that I share with people is when you delegate, you're not just taking a step back and saying, thank you, see you in two years from now um, when we check in again. Like you still need to audit it and make sure that it's up to par because they're not going to have the same type of care and investment that you do with your own money and your own tasks. So it's not a full, like, hand this over and never see you. It's a check-in from time to time just to make sure that the tasks are being done the way that you want it to be done. Thank you for adding that. You're 100% correct. I agree with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as far as things with ADHDers to delegate, um, it really just depends on the person. So, I mean, I know there's a lot of similarities with people with ADHD, but very often paperwork, you know, general spreadsheets, mm-hmm. numbers, those are the things that we either find mundane or just um, like too much information. Anything that's really detail-oriented, um, like note-taking, if we can delegate that, that would be super helpful. I know many individuals with ADHD like to be in the sales and marketing role and the entrepreneur role, um, but the one thing that they hate when they take sales calls is writing the notes after, or even in coaching, writing the notes after. Yep. So um, you might be able to find some technology to be able to assist you with that, but if you can't, then it's not breaking any uh, confidentiality 
then that would be one of the things that I would highly recommend you delegating. I tell you what, I want to continue this conversation about time. We need to run to a commercial break. So I want to kind of hold that thought. I want to come back. I want to share some examples of some things that I delegate and then pick up back on some of those things that you should be delegating. Um, our secret word tonight is indecision, okay, for those that are tracking that. And um, you've got to check out Brooke's website, coachingwithbrooke.com. That Brooke is with an E, B-R-O-O-K-E. Did I get that correct? You got it right. All right, again, it's coachingwithbrook.com. With that, we'll be right back after these messages. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling, and a career. Learn how you can change your lives by going to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by digcoaching.com. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back. We're here with Brooke having a conversation about delegation, the value of it, the reluctance of it with people with ADHD. We're trying to begin to illuminate some of the invisible intangibles that might be getting away, like the organizing thing. And before the break, we were talking about things that you should delegate. And, you know, Brooke, one of the things I'm listening to you, First of all, try to delegate anything you don't like to do because you don't like to do it, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. kind of like that really mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense. Or maybe delegate anything that's not moving you forward to a goal. Like, like, I, like if you're a coach, right, you want to be moving towards things that are income generating, something like the books. Like you might like it, but if, if, if you can get somebody to do it for what you're doing, you, it's better for your hours to be more income generated or take on more clients. Um, are there other areas that you can think of that have those types of characteristics or other characteristics that people should be looking at? Absolutely. So I know that um, with ADHD, we can compare ourselves to other people very often, and we can get lost in the hyper-focus and the paralysis of social media. I highly recommend if you have any sort of social media account to delegate that as well. So the commenting, um, I know myself, I don't like seeing negative comments coming in because there's always going to be haters. So I have someone who responds to comments thoughtfully. I have someone who posts my social media. All of that takes so much executive function and emotional regulation that I highly recommend social media be delegated. Also with ADHD, to have that organized can be hard. And we like to sometimes do things based off of feelings. And when you feel like you have this great idea, okay, maybe you can be really powerful with your social media, but it's not as easy for someone with ADHD to plan out their social media day after day. So that has been a huge game changer for me, and I know it's been a huge game changer for my clients as well. So I'm going to echo this. So I'll give you the back end of 
Attention Talk Radio, it's, it's the, I, I kind of had to build a system. Again, I had to organize what I wanted to do. But basically, I record a show, and I'm taking notes. And while I'm doing, I take, yeah. like, I got Zone of Genius. I haven't heard that before, so that's a great social media thing. But when we get done, I'll write out basically, like, some type of question with the thing, a, ta- a teaser to say, come listen to the show. And then I, I send it off to my people. They take it. They fix the grammar. They add the title. They add the link. They put it onto a spreadsheet. They got a formula. When they got somebody else who takes it. They post yes. it into the different forms. And then what happens is if somebody makes a post, they, they comment to it. If there's a direct message, my people will send that to me. So if you send me a direct message, mm-hmm. I comment. So at the end of the day, the only one I'm really interacting with is uh, Attention Talk Video, my YouTube channel. But I do that on purpose because it's interesting, the interaction I get from that particular domain. The, it, it's, it's different from the others, and I get a lot of show ideas in the interaction I get with that. And I, but that would actually bring me to my knees. And there's some days where even that's kind of difficult, and so I outsource that. Now, I have to come up with the content and the show ideas, but those most believe it or not, most of the stuff comes from my clients. Like, I'll, I'm in the middle of coaching. Oh, my God, that's a really good idea. Like, write that down and, and let them to kind of develop the content. So I even kind of develop, delegate some of the content creation to what to your is clients. interesting of them. Yeah. And well, make that's, it that's, that's genius. That's genius because you're giving the clients what they want and what they need. So why, why wouldn't you think about doing something like that? I think that's genius. I also think it's genius to have that barrier of entry to speak to Jeff because I'm sure you get thousands of notifications a day yep. and you lead out the important ones from the non-important ones. So if you yep. were to respond to every single person's message, then you, were, you won't be able to make as big of an impact to the ADHD community. So you have to have yep. other people monitoring first and yep. then sending off the important messages to you. Absolutely. So, Brooke, what are some of the other things that you delegate? Yeah, my uh, website, my um, a lot of my marketing. So I don't know how to do PPC and SEO. So um, I know that I should, and I'm not shitting myself right now, but I know that I should learn about it because I, it's important to know when you delegate what it is that people are doing. But I do delegate my SEO and my PPC for Google Ads, um, for uh, social media ads, um, because those people are experts in doing it, and they share with me the data, and I see where the increase is and where it's not. So again, I audit that, but I also offload that. I offload the editing like you do. I very often, even the sales conversations, I used to do all of the discovery calls, but that takes up from the time since I have a big team of eight coaches that takes up the time from me coming up with ideas for the company and being that visionary. Mm -hmm. So instead of me doing the discovery calls and the client wanting to work directly with me and then taking away from building on the company, I uh, delegate that to a very qualified customer care consultant who, of course, I meet with and make sure that their core values are the same and they understand our programs and, and coaches. Yeah, the list can go on. <laughs> so, I, and I'm sharing this because I want to get back to, we're, we're going to get more into some other particulars, but just to give people a flavor of what's going on, you know, Brooke, I get an update from like Google or YouTube about like something, like there was something going on with Google Analytics, not recently, or there's mm-hmm. whatever, yeah, the and D- I've got a main D4A. assistant, yeah, and I take it and I, I send it to my assistant, hey, yeah. is there anything in this I need to pay attention to, like, I'm basically, I'm yes. like research I'm horrible at and trying to find that. I've got people that are detailed, I'm like, I, I hate that. It'll take me 
weeks and I'll miss it. So I send it off to them and like sometimes they're going to miss something, but I can't spend gazillion of hours of doing that. And they'll come back and say, you know, this is fine or, oh, actually go to line four or we need you to make a decision. And then I'll even sometimes say, okay, can you go do the research for me to bring it back together to give me the education? Because because of my dyslexia, learning is difficult, so I actually delegate a lot of research that I have. Recently, there was even something that kind of came on my desk that came from you that was unique, and I picked up the phone and called you like, hey, tell me about kind of what's going on. That's not delegating, mm-hmm. but I wasn't going to sit there and go spend all the time and the effort to uh, get right my PhD you. on something, right? So yeah. a lot of this is, is actually but thinking smart. It's and worth it. Absolutely. And and the thing about this is going back to what should you delegate, anything that doesn't bring you joy, anything that brings you down. Now, again, I want to go back to to organizing what you're going to delegate, but we've also brought in a new thing, is that is talent to help you with this stuff. Because if you're going to delegate, Mm -hmm. you have to give it to somebody. That can be a bit of a challenge. You want to speak to that, your your thoughts on that for a second? Absolutely. Absolutely. So when... ADHDers, one of the reasons why they have difficulty delegating is because they don't think that anyone can do it as well as them. That's part of the reason. And I think that it's in general, like it's our business. We have too much emotional connection. We think that no one can do it as well as us. But Dan Sullivan, who's a strategic coach, he talks about, and also we might feel bad giving people things that we don't enjoy doing. So Dan Sullivan talks about giving someone the things that are your weaknesses and you're actually helping them out because just because they're your weaknesses and they're things that you don't like doing doesn't mean that they don't love doing that. That might be their strength set, right? I mean, like we think no one wants to do spreadsheets and no one wants to do this auditing and social media and researching, but people actually really enjoy doing it, including my assistant. (laughs) Oh, we're going to go to break here, but before we do, I have to tell you the story. So before the world of coaching, I was in group insurance world. I got my MBA. I kind of came back anyway. I, 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 at one point in time, like 2003, I was asked to come in to take over an insurance office that was struggling. And, you know, Brooke, one of the things that I think is, is difficult is uh, doing annual reviews. So I learned years ago mm. that I bring everybody in. You tell me what you like about your job, and you tell me what you're going to accomplish this year, and then I want you to make a meeting, mm-hmm. come to me every quarter, and tell me how you're doing. Basically, I'm having them do all their reviews, and then I just edit them to, re- to delegate all that stuff so I don't have to do it. So I'm telling the story because this one woman, I'm, I'm going to call her Miss J. I, I can't remember her name. She's an older woman. And she walks in, and I said, what, do you, what, what is your dream job? She says, I just I love data entry, and I love dictation. And I thought to myself, you what? <laughs> like, God love you. So I walked around the office, and I said, hey, everybody, you got some dictation. Because back in the 90s, we used to dictate, but then we got emails. And I said, if you got something long, dictate it. And then I, I put in this program to track like prospects that were kind of coming to record in the database. And to my surprise, she missed her first quarter review. She comes in like for the sixth month, and I go, so how do you go? She goes, I don't know. I, I, you're going to have to tell me if I'm doing good, but I have to tell you, this is the best job I've ever had. And I'm sitting there going, what? I'd be crawling what? out of my skin, but she was thanking me. Like, I'm like, oh, my God, I'd rather go to the dentist and get my teeth pulled without Novogaine than do what you're doing. And my point exactly. really is some people love doing this, and you're denying them the thrill of doing it. And so it sounds strange, but I do like these people, like some people just like doing that stuff. And sometimes just that realization of letting go is like it's, it's a win-win for both of you. I right. totally agree. 
Okay, let's go to break and come back and we'll talk about hiring talent and doing some of the stuff so we can help people get that. Remember, our, our secret word tonight is indecision. And uh, check out Brooke's website at coachingwithbrooke.com. Again, that's Brooke with an E, B-R-O-O-K-E. And with that, we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Could hiring an attention coach really help you move forward? (laughs) Does a child get wet when they dive into a swimming pool? You can get started moving forward today. Just call Dig Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay. Do it today. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back. We're here with Brooke having a conversation about decisions or delegation and, uh, and managing it. And one of the things we have on the table is you've got to organize anything that you delegate and you need talent. And I just want to kind of speak to talent a little bit. I've learned over the years is that you go through resumes and you can take a look at like stuff. But at the end of the day, it's how you interact with that particular person and it doesn't show up in a resume. And, and Brooke, I'm interested in your comments. I've learned is is co-engineering stuff. If you're going to sit down and do a website or and, 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 and build something, it's really helpful for people with ADHD to sit next to that person and give input and go back and forth. Yeah. And if you've got somebody who does that, they can get a sense of how you're thinking and you can get a sense of how they're thinking. And sometimes you're just not a match. But when you find somebody that kind of can think like you now you've got a brain that kind of gets you a little bit and can do thinking for you. And the notion of yeah. co-engineering is you're building something together so you're interacting with them to see if they're the right fit. And if you're co-engineering or co-organizing it together, you can actually co-organize the things that you're going to delegate. And so, and, and again, as I tell people, you've got to kiss a lot of frogs on this. And talent, talent acquisition and talent retention is difficult. But it's something that you've got to be – thinking about and if you could again that that notion of co-engineering not that they go up but you're interacting with each other so you can find your groove i have found to be the best way to 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 get that talent and to be able to come up with those systems to delegate your thoughts and experience on that yeah i completely agree and it's funny that you say that because before i even knew what co-engineering was i would do that with my coaches with my assistant um they would be like thinking partners and I would literally just have them sit there while I just speak about this vision and all of a sudden it comes to life and then they contribute by adding things here and there. And like you said, um, they understand your vision, which is huge. Um, so once they are actually hired going to that point with my assistant, every Monday we have a meeting and we discuss what I'm handing off to her for the week 
and I put it on Asana. I put all of the tasks there, but then we go through it together. And sometimes we even record it um, just so she can go back to it. But at this point, she's been working for me for three years, and she can finish my sentences. She can think Brooke. So um, <laughs> it's a really, yeah, it's a really nice relationship. She does not have ADHD, which I do find helpful too. Uh, not to knock ADHD assistants, they can be great too, but my assistant um, is extremely organized and her strengths are my weaknesses and vice versa. Um, so I completely agree with the co-engineering piece and then auditing it afterwards. So at the end of the week, then we take a look at what she's done and not um, really interfering with the work of your assistants or your employees or contractors in between because that micromanaging is not going to be healthy for you. It's not going to be healthy for them to get through the task. So I try really hard to step away after I deliver the task that needs to be taken care of, and then I come back when the person's done, and then we go through it together. So I think that is huge. And then as far as the hiring piece, um, it's important not only does that person have the strengths that you're looking for for the current role, but they also have your company's core values. So yes. I've, yeah, I hired someone and I just fired them, and they were in my sales position. And they were a very strong salesperson. But at the end of the day, I thought he had our core values, and he didn't. And he calls a potential lead greedy. Now, one of our core values is relationships. You don't do that. You don't call yep. a lead greedy. You don't put that in writing. You can think whatever you want about the person. You know, maybe that person was yep. being somewhat greedy, but this person actually was just in need and needed our help. So I fired him on the spot. So mm. you unfortunately will find out even after you hire someone if they're the right fit. So to your point with the resume, it's only what's down on paper and some of that stuff on paper might not even be the truth. So I like to interview someone at three different points. And the first point would be to delegate the first interview to my assistant for her to find the resumes that make sense with our company and then interview the first round just to get a general feel and see if she then would send them over to me. Then I would do the second interview on a different time of day. And then from there, I would narrow it down and send two to my coaches to interview as well to see that they can collaborate with my yep. coaches because we need to make sure that they, you know, get along and they're a team player. So that happens. And then we do 30-day reviews, 60-day reviews, 90-day reviews. And if their tasks are moving in the direction of doing it and not having to uh, ask so many questions surrounding it and they're becoming independent in those tasks, then they're moving in the right direction. If they're moving in the direction or staying in the direction of having to do the task, ask the boss, and then you know, not doing it correctly, then they're probably not the right fit. But you should know within the first 30 days if you're starting to get those signals that yep. the person's yep. not right for you. And what's so hard, and I still do this to this day because we are empathetic. You know, we're highly sensitive people as ADHDers. We don't want to disappoint. We don't want to trust our gut all the time. And yep. we know 
when someone's not the right fit, but we try extra hard to do what we can to make them the right fit, and in the end, it ends up screwing us over because yeah, that, just that's, that's so a, much time. The best thing you do when somebody's not working, get get out of the relationship quickly because all you do is dig in a Higher deeper fast, hole. Fire so, fast. Yep. Yep. So there's a theme that I think is kind of coming together, honestly, is a little bit unexpected for me, is we were talking about delegating and the need to delegate and the need to organize it and co-engineering. In other words, organize what you've got to delegate together, and it's about bringing talent acquisition on. And I just want to speak, because what you described that you do, I, I concur, but I'm trying to stand in the shoes out there of people who might be actually overwhelmed by that. There's nothing wrong with delegating and saying, listen, I need to hire, let's say, a social media virtual assistant or bookkeeper and delegate them maybe to go upwork to make the post to get the stuff to come in to yeah. filter it for you. Or I've built an organization because I've had – some people with me for a period of time, I actually have a main person that I trust so much that I actually have that person manage a lot of the other people for me <clears throat> because I can't keep all of yeah, the pieces so kind like of moving. A COO. So, yeah, so sometimes you, 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 gotta, you, you, you delegate stuff and even they can kind of delegate. And, and what's going to work for you is going to work for you, but what I'm hoping is that we've unearthed, you, you're going to have to sit down and organize this. There's no way around it. However, if you get somebody to organize it with you to delegate or co-engineer it, I think yes. that that's the path that if you have that mindset, you'll find that you'll be able to get these things done and then actually be able to thrive. And this, yes, this I works completely at, agree with Go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. I completely agree with you. I have um, a dietitian who's in one of my groups, and for the past three weeks we were talking about how she's spending 65 hours in the weeds of her business. And I said, I need you every day for five days to write down the tasks that you're doing. And then I want you to put it into a driver's category and a drainer's category. And anything that drains you, then from there, I want you to put it into an uh, organizational chart. So this way you can see how many things that you're actually doing within your company, starting with the CEO, the COO, marketing, sales, you know, operate everything. And her her name was in every single bucket. <laughs> but, and that's what a lot of people find out is that, whoa, I'm, doing, I'm like sitting in six different seats, and if I removed myself, there would be no company. And I'm not paying myself enough, really, if you think about it. I'm not taking anything for sitting in all these seats. So we have to take a step back sometimes, and we need to actually get rid of some clients or finish them out and not replace them get rid of that cash flow, unfortunately, so we can make the, up the space to yep. actually focus on what we want. And that's really scary for people to do that, I, I like you I, mentioned. I, I totally agree. So um, as we bring this together, because it's time to move on, any final thoughts or things to share? Delegating is scary, but I promise you, whatever it is that you're doing, Try when you get to that 70% mark in what you're doing to then have that light bulb go off and say, it's time now to delegate. Try really hard. Try not to get to that 120% because you'll have the space when you're at 70% to look for the right talent and actually train them the right way. And anything that you don't enjoy doing, just press the record button on your computer or take your phone and record yourself doing it and then delegate that to the person that you're hiring. Awesome. I totally, totally concur. So with that, Brooke, thanks so much for coming on the show.
Thank you so much for having me, as always. It's a pleasure. Everybody, check out Brooke's website at coachingwithbrooke.com. Again, coachingwithbrooke.com. And a reminder, our secret word tonight was indecision. With that, we hope you've enjoyed this edition of Attention Talk Radio. Take care.